Welcome, everyone, to the Thursday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, as always, Tyler Crawley, and we're going to start with mortgage demand and, more importantly, mortgage rates, because everyone wants to know where rates are going. Well, we all know where they're going, but they want to know how high they are climbing. And every week we get some data from the Mortgage Bankers Association, and we'll start with demand, which you would think, right, as demand, or I should say as rates increase, demand would drop. But surprisingly, for last week, even with rates moving up, demand was up. 2.3% total mortgage demand was up 2.3% according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. And that was mostly, I would assume, purchases locking in knowing that rates are going to be moving up because purchase, the purchase index jumped 8% week over week, but was still down 13% year over year. And refis, well, they fell. As rates move up, refis are going to fall. They were down 3% week over week and down 49% year over year. I have a feeling that number is going to get a lot worse before it gets any better. But as I mentioned, all eyes were on mortgage rates. So drum roll, what did the Mortgage Bankers Association have rates at? Well, 30-year fixed, the average contract interest rate jumped 12 Basis points, <laughs> another big jump for the week to 3.64%, which is now up 72 basis points from where we were the same time one year ago. Now, I remind you, the Mortgage Bankers Association data is at the uh, last Friday. That's when the week ends. So this is last week's data. Tomorrow, or I should say today, we're going to be getting Freddie Mac's data. And that looks at this week. So um, that's also the gold standard when it comes to mortgage rates. But here's something that surprised me. The 15-year fix actually had a much bigger jump. This is the biggest jump that I've ever seen since I've been covering mortgage news. Since I joined the biz back in 2020, the average contract interest rate for a 15-year fix jumped 22 basis points. I have never seen it jump that big. At least... A, a jump, a fall. I've definitely seen a 22 point uh, or 22 basis point fall. I've never seen a 22 basis point jump. And that now has the 15 year fixed at 2.95%, which is now up 47 basis points from one year ago. The 30 year fixed is now the highest since March 25th, 2020, when rates had risen to 3.82%. So rates are rising. No doubt about that. And like I said, today we're going to be getting the Freddie Mac data, which is the gold standard when it comes to kind of knowing where rates are. Joel Kahn, the Associate Vice President of Economic and Industry Forecasting at the Mortgage Bankers Association, said affordability concerns are rising with rates and also pointed that it's not just rates that are going to hurt affordability, saying, quote, despite the increase in rates, purchase applications jumped almost 8% with conventional purchase applications accounting for much of the stronger activity. The average loan size for a purchase application set a record at $418,500. The continued rise in purchase loan application size is driven by home price appreciation and the lack of housing inventory on the market, especially for entry-level homes. We're gonna talk 
about inventory levels here in just a second. But here is the good news. There is a demand for housing, and that demand, to some extent, is being met. Because yesterday, we had the Census Bureau's monthly report looking at building permits and housing starts. And the projections were they were going to be down. To end the year, they were going to be down. And to our surprise, they were up. And in some cases, they were up big. Building permits, especially privately owned housing units authorized by building permits, jumped almost 10%. 9.1% month over month to an annual rate of 1.87 million. Economists were projecting a 0.5% decrease. That's almost a 10 point, uh, 10 percentage point swing. That's pretty big. Uh, building permits on a year-over-year average uh, were up 6.5% when compared to December 2020. And it should be noted that multifamily was really leading this charge. You know, for the longest time, it was single family. And that's still, we still need more single family, but multifamily was not in demand, especially in the depth of COVID. People wanted to be away from other people. They didn't want to get COVID. They didn't like multifamily, but multifamily is making a comeback. Permits were up, (laughs) this is nuts, 28.2% month over month. That's the month over month, 28%. They were up a whopping 42% year over year. Single family was up. That's good. 2% and was actually down. Unfortunately, year over year, 8.5% was down. Now, as I mentioned, housing starts is usually the big number that gets all the attention. The top line housing starts had an impressive December as well, especially considering economists thought that they were going to drop by 1.9%. And in fact, they were up. 1.4% to an annual rate of 1.678 million and housing starts were up 2.5% when compared to the same time last year. And once again, multifamily dominating this stat with a monthly jump of 13.7% and a year over year jump of 56%. Single family was actually down 2.3% 2.3% year over year and 10 or sorry 2.3% month over month and was down 10.9% year over year. So kind of a mixed bag here, no doubt that we are seeing a lot more multifamily and this could be a reaction to some of the changes that we're seeing across the country. Places like California that are encouraging what used to be single family lots, they're now allowing sort of new permits and people to build one or I should say two, three, or maybe four townhouses on that same lot. And so that could be helped driving some of this increase in multifamily. Ian Shepardson, chief economist at Pantheon Macroeconomics, said a strong December points to the underlying strength of the U.S. economy, saying, quote, why are housing starts soaring? Well, because home builders want to cash in on demand from people who can't find existing homes to buy supply of existing homes is just two months of current sales which new homes are at 6.5 more than three times higher the biggest spread ever by far and well speaking of existing homes and housing inventory let's just say it's not good it's dire i think some would argue december as we all know is a historically slow month when it comes to real estate but 2021 really just proved that 
to be the case. And actually, from a historical perspective, set records. Home sales fell 3.6% in December, the biggest month-over-month decline we have seen since May 2020. That was like the depth of the pandemic. That's how big of a drop that was. The drop in sales was a direct result of the lack of homes for sale. We're not, this is not a demand issue. This is a supply issue. Seasonally adjusted active listings plummeted 19% year over year to hit an all-time low in December. In fact, of the 88 metro areas that Redfin tracks, that's where we're getting this data from, only one metro area saw an increase. It was Detroit that was up 4%. The biggest declines... Baton Rouge down 52%, San Jose down 49%, San Francisco 46%. That's just the top three. That just gives you an indication of what is happening with inventory out there. Daryl uh, Fairweather, Redfin chief economist, reiterated that this is not a demand side issue, saying, quote, there are plenty of home buyers on the hunt, but there is just nothing for sale. In many markets, shopping for a home feels like going to the grocery store only to find the shelves bare. In January, I expect to see more buyers and sellers in the market, but demand will increase more than supply pushing prices higher at the start of the year. We've already talked about the data that we saw at the beginning of the week from Altos Research that says we're going to see bidding wars similar to what we saw in summer of 2021 because people are concerned about rates moving up. They are moving up as we are seeing in this data. And so people want to lock in before rates go even higher. The problem is they got to find a place. And no one's selling because everyone's like, yeah, everyone's sitting on a ton of equity And everyone's made a bunch of money on their houses, but where are they going to move? That's the big concern. People are saying, well, I'm just going to stay where I'm at. And the only way to solve that problem is more housing. And so that's why it was so awesome to see building permits just skyrocket. Housing starts, jump. That's what you want to see. I don't care if it's single family. Sure, that's the most in demand. But anything Any place where people can live, as long as that number is in the green, as long as that is moving up, that's a good sign for the economy, for the housing market, no doubt. All right, so what are we going to be seeing today? We got jobless claims. Those are coming out today at 830. They're expected to fall down to 200. In 20,000. I think they were at 230 last week, so a little drop there. We're also supposed to see existing home sales. That's only supposed to fall 0.3%. That's out at 10 a.m. I'm wondering if that number is not going to be bigger. Now, I'm not someone, I don't have any data in front of me, but I'm looking at this Redfin data and I'm seeing just how few houses are out there, how low inventory is. I wouldn't be surprised if that number was, was, if it's not going to be worse than that. I hope it's not. I hope it's positive. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's worse then 0.3%. And then, of course, like I mentioned, so here today we were talking about the data from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Also at 10 a.m., we're getting data from Freddie Mac, the gold standard, when it comes to looking at mortgage rates, the average mortgage rate. And that'll be for this week. So the Mortgage Bankers Association, just to reiterate, is from last week. And it does tend to be a little higher than the Freddie Mac data. So we will talk about it on Friday's podcast. So once again, all eyes on what is happening. Because remember, we saw that uh, on Tuesday when the stock market was just in the 
was not good is what I will say. <laughs> it was not good. And so we saw yields jump which meant that mortgage rates had jumped up to about 3.7% according to the Mortgage News Daily. And so a lot of people are wondering if we're not going to see a big jump. Because remember, last week, the Mortgage Bankers Association number was higher than the Freddie Mac numbers. So all eyes are going to be on that Freddie Mac data being released at 10 a.m. We'll talk about it on Friday's podcast. You guys enjoy your Thursday And we'll talk to you tomorrow, Friday morning, for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.